Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Blue-White Game edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Big Daddy Dustin Hawkinsmith. For those who wonder, Dustin has proclaimed himself Big Daddy. I am not sure why. On our calls, we're on video, and you put your name on it, and Dustin has chosen to go with Big Daddy. Do you want to clarify why, Dustin? <laughs> no. Just like anything else I do in my <laughs> life, it's stupid and without a good reason for it. I have no idea. I've never called myself. Nobody's ever even ventured to, nobody's even begun to think about calling me that. But here I am. It's a name I gave myself, which I'm told self-assigned nicknames are the best nicknames. That's that. Those are just the rules. So here I am. If, I'm going to go with it. Just ask George Costanza, right? Was he T-Bone? T-Bone. Gotta love that T-bone. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, Dusty, or Big Daddy, just to let our listeners know that Big Daddy and I are going to be joining Collegiate Athletic Travel and offering you the opportunity to travel to a real game. Not like this blue white game, a real game. We're going to travel to the Auburn-Penn State game in September Maybe just that little taste of football this past weekend, Dusty, has gotten me really excited about it. Charter flight, you stay at the team hotel, transport to and from the game, tailgate party, everything, including a Keystone Sports podcast with me and Big Daddy. Doesn't get any better than that. If you want to know more about it, just go to athletictravel.com or call 800 788 Four four one four. All right, Dusty. I called this the Blue White Game edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. So let's get right to it. First of all, very different format. It wasn't really the game in the traditional sense. Shortage of offensive linemen turned it into the offense versus the defense. What were your thoughts on the format? I mean, I, I, I subscribe to the idea that you have to, as a coach, adjust to what your hand is the, this spring. And I suspect we'll talk about, you know, the the idea of Penn State being in that, in that position in the spring in the first place. And, um, you know, and, and my, the question I have is, is this an entry point to maybe more permanently altering the format of the game? Just with health and eligibility and, and all that stuff in mind and depth. So I actually, I don't know if I'm in the minority or majority. I don't know if, if most Penn State fans, you know, the message borders, you know, got um, James Franklin's message about needing to, to make some adjustments. But, you know, I feel like um, he, he does sincerely want to walk the line the best way possible between his interests as a coach and as a program and what the fans want to see and what the fans want to see. I mean, they want to have a nice day. They want to be in Beaver stadium. They want to tailgate for as long as they possibly can. And they want to see something that resembles football. And, you know, for my, for my money, I mean, I felt like Saturday, like, yeah, there, there were breaks and there were special teams periods and there were seven on seven periods. But, you know, for, for me to look at guys and try to figure out, okay, what do they have here? What do they have there? You know, it was actually pretty, it was actually somewhat useful. You know, I, like you, I don't know. I didn't really get a feel looking through message boards or 
in talking to enough people to get that kind of reaction. So perhaps even a majority of people were okay with it. But if the majority of people were okay with it, they're wrong, Dusty. They're wrong. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I understand it had to be done, you know, th- with the number of offensive linemen they had that were healthy. And, yes, that's, it's a whole other discussion about is this just a self-inflicted wound? It was their own fault for getting there. And, but it had to be done. I get that. But in watching the game and – you know, there's being there and then for me coming home and watching the tape of the game to, you know, try and uh, learn as much as I can, observe as much as I can, and hopefully have an announcing team that will help me with those observations. Well, that didn't happen. I thought the Big Ten coverage was just awful. It would have been helpful if a guy caught a pass that he told me who that guy was who just caught the pass. Never mind that there were two number nines playing quarterback and you couldn't even, you know, you're announcing you have a guy on the sideline who could say, oh, by the way, this is now Bo Prabula number nine, not Christian Vayu number nine. That would have been helpful, but that's a whole nother venting. But in watching the game, it just didn't have a game feel until the very last couple drive where it was like, okay, now we've got sort of a game here. The defense wins if they hold. The offense has to score. And when they got the um, the sack to get two points to put it out of field goal range, so you now needed a touchdown, then all of a sudden I felt like I was entertained. I really enjoyed the way it ended that way. But until that point, I, it just didn't feel like competition to me. It, it didn't feel like competition. And, you know, they, uh, obviously the offensive line situation sort of prohibited that. Uh, and, you know, I think with quarterbacks, you'd like to see them play some real series. You'd like to see them be in the various types of game situations. And seven on seven only tells you so much. It only allows for so much. I, you know, I, I get all that. Um, you know, I, I just feel like what are you what do you should what should expectations be for the spring game I feel like that's something in modern college football is evolving a little bit where fans are gonna have to wrap their heads around especially you know with with so much player movement and you know losing guys before you're actually able to replace them in some situations having four offensive linemen you know who will be on scholarship who aren't there yet um, I feel like this is probably something in some way or another um, you know, are we going to see a four quarter, you know, high effort type of spring game again? I, I, I really don't know what the answer is to that. Um, it might de- kind of depend on what fan feedback was, uh, from Saturday. Yeah. It didn't have a competitive feel to it, but you know, I, I think if you're going out there and, and your baseline expectation is I want to see some of the new guys. I want to see, you know, who progressed to where. I want to see, okay, what's the first team offensive line? I mean, I felt like if you came into it with some questions, you were, you were able to explore those questions. And under the circumstances, I just don't know how much more you could have asked for. How about this for a solution, Dusty? How about if the NCAA allowed teams to play an FCS opponent as that spring game? And if you're, you know, a Penn State and you don't want Sean Clifford out there all game, the potential to get hurt, you do like you did. You play him one series, get him out of there. 
you give your young guys, you know, if, if, if things go to plan, which is Sean Clifford, and we'll get to the by position by position, but the plan for this season is Sean Clifford to be your starter and any significant snap, he's going to take it. You're going to have essentially three young quarterbacks who never get any game time. Wouldn't it be really valuable to have them play somebody? And again, if Penn State were playing all their starters, it would definitely be a mismatch. But in the spring, after 14 practices, I don't need to see Sean Clifford out there. But I would really love to get Drew Aller some competitive snaps, wouldn't I? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, that particular solution would would um, be relevant for, you know, a, a thin offensive line. If you've got eight or nine offensive linemen, you can play another team just fine. My question is, why isn't that or why, sh- you know, what's preventing that from being a norm in college football? You look at NFL training camps, they scrimmage other teams. Is, is it secrecy? Is it not wanting to expose? Like, what, what exactly is the reason to not scrimmage another team? And I think that's, pro- that's true for the entire spring. You don't, you don't see another team. It's an inner squad everything. But if I you know, play that type of team, and off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of a good example to use as a team to play, but what you have at that point is I think the fans would be more interested. I think the players would be more interested. You give your second and third and fourth teamers a chance to play with probably a very healthy crowd there. Um, you, know, you know who you're, who you're rooting for and what you're rooting for. I think that, that's a, a dynamic that all, is always lacking. You know, every time there's a deep ball, it's like, oh, man, Mitchell Tinsley made a great play, but Joey Porter Jr. was burned in coverage. You know, there's always like a, you know, t- push and pull to it. Yeah, but if you don't want to give away anything, don't. You know, play it. I, if you're playing Villanova, say, for this game, but just play your basic offense. Guess what? We know that Penn State's going to run a lot of RPO stuff. That's You're not surprising anyone with that. If you have some really complex uh, blitzing packages you don't want to show, then don't show them. If you're afraid of being embarrassed... There's no embarrassment because you're playing your second and third team guys. Sean Clifford's out after one possession. But, but I'm giving those backup guys so much valuable experience. I think I'm going off on a tangent here, Dusty, on another show that we will probably do in the summer. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about the game itself. Uh, let's start. I mentioned Sean Clifford. Let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, were you surprised at all about the limited number of snaps that Sean Clifford took? I wasn't. No, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot. To, if you think about this in terms of one out of 15 um, practices, there's not a lot of reason to, to throw him out there too much. And, you know, I think with all the different game situations, um, you know, two-point conversions and and uh, seven-on-seven stuff. I mean, yeah, he, he he saw as many reps as I thought he would. And, um, you know, I, I, th- I thought he looked all right. I mean, everybody's kind of still trying to say the right things about him, and it's his best spring, and uh, it's qualifiable, it's quantifiable. You know, it's his sixth year, so, 
You know, I, I don't know if what they're what we saw or what we heard after the game really changes the excitement factor a whole lot when it comes to Sean Clifford. You know, there's there's a, a pretty a significant faction of Penn State faithful who aren't really going to believe in Sean Clifford until he goes and does it, you know, in, in real games against real teams, especially higher profile games and, and puts together a full season. Until then, I you know, I, I don't think anybody's really, really listening whenever James Franklin says, hey, it's his second year with the same coordinator. Hey, it's his best spring yet. All the metrics have improved. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's exciting, I guess, of his recognition and his decisiveness and his knowledge of the playbook, his anticipation ability to check out out of plays. I mean, all that stuff should probably add up, but I'm not sure Penn State fans are really truly hearing that. No, they won't. You're right. It has to be done on the field when the games count. Meanwhile, I do think at this point, Sean Clifford did just qualify for his Penn State pension plan. So that's also the good news there, Dusty. All right, stick around. We'll keep going with the blue-white game in segment number two. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. 